0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Today, two bands at the opposite ends of the music spectrum, from hard rock to soft pop. This is Music Friday Live.
2: I need a big, big
1: bed to save the dreams that I've tried. From Los Angeles, Angeles, California, it's, it's Music Deep Friday Live brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heppernan. And today we are talking with the Canadian hard rockers Monkey Junk and the California based jazz pop group The Strands. Two guys and two gals. This should be lots of fun at both ends of the music spectrum. So stay tuned. This is Music Friday Live. This is Patrick O'Heppernan, your host on Music Friday Live, and as you can tell, you, you are listening to us on Block Talk Radio, on the Cyber Station USA Network, and on Stitcher. Don't forget now, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call in. You can call at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and your comments to Live at gmail.com. I know a lot of you do. Because either you listen to us on a podcast or you're at work and you really can't make phone calls, so you email it in. Well, usually about this time, I have a couple of minutes in which I give you my opinions on something, usually on the state of the music industry. But our first band, I happen to know, is on the road, and they have pulled over. I think they pulled over to the side of the road to call us. So uh, I'm going to just go ahead into our, our first band. But first, I do have to welcome our affiliates. These are our affiliates on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all the radio affiliates that we go out to. So if you have questions or comments, remember, email us or call us at 347-215-7511. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email questions to our guests. We will forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you or through us, whichever you want. Well, Swamp Rock in Ottawa. Yes, that's what I said. Swamp rock does exist in the cold of Canada, and it's damn good swamp rock at that. The band that plays it is Monkey Funk, and they play a blend of of swamp rock roots music and blues that would be at home in the bayous of Louisiana or in the recording studios of Hollywood. In fact, Monkey Junk is so good, That in a relatively short time, they have received 20 Maples Blues Awards, two Canadian Independent Music Awards, a Blues Music Award, and a Juno Award in 2012. That's quite a haul for three musicians who've been together for, I think, only about four years and have produced only four albums, including their latest release, Release Moon Turned Red. Well, they're now on tour in Eastern Canada. And I think they're actually pulled over in the snow someplace. So I'm going to bring them on because uh, I know they're also being followed by their rabid fans called Monkey Junkers. Hello there. Is this Stephen? Hey, Patrick. How are you? Let me introduce you. This is uh, Steve Mariner, and uh, you're joining us on Music Friday Live. Am I right? Are you pulled over by the side of the road in your van someplace?
4: Everything but the snow. It's still it's uh, still pretty mild here today, but uh, we are we're definitely sitting in the van in a gas station outside uh, Truro, Nova Scotia.
1: Nova Scotia, wow! And it's, and it's still uh, still mild in Nova Scotia. I guess Canada's getting a little global warming too, huh? Well. <laughs> you have a gig tonight and another tomorrow, which of course is why you're pulled over the side of the road. Tell us about your gigs. And also don't forget to tell us where folks can buy tickets in advance.
4: Absolutely. Well, tonight we are playing at a place in Riverview, uh, New Brunswick, which is right near Moncton, New Brunswick. And it's called the Fox and Hound. And, uh, we'll be starting at 10 PM. And, um, I don't know if they do advanced tickets there. I think you just kinda of show up and get down. It's kind of a juke joint out in the country kind of thing. Um tomorrow night we're playing Phil Nova Scotia at the uh the Whitetail. And um I think you can get advanced tickets through the Picto County Blue Society's website, but I'm not sure of what it is. But if okay. uh, if you Google Monkey Junk Uh, You can get our website, monkeyjunkband.com, and you can follow links and find your way through that. But um, we're just wrapping up a two-week tour of the uh, maritime provinces in Canada. We were in uh, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Nova Scotia. And uh, we just have these two more, and then we're headed home on uh, Sunday.
1: Well, you know, when you mentioned the fox and the hounds, I was thinking, oh, you know, there's a fox and the hounds here in Los Angeles. Maybe you should uh, show up there too, and you want know, to wait till it starts snowing and then come down here for the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty nice. I right. Sure, love that. Well, our audience is uh, going to be hearing songs from uh, your new album, "The Moon Turn Red" or "Moon Turn Red." Awesome. They oh, are. yeah,
4: huh? absolutely. Uh, be, people are going to be on this tour. Absolutely. No, we. Um, We've been playing, I think last night we played every single song from the record. So, uh, yeah, people seem to be responding really well to them and, uh, and, and you know, dancing and having a great time. So it's uh, we're getting lots of positive feedback.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to give our audience uh, a reason to understand that positive feedback. This is Light It Up.
3: Well, my friends all wish me fairly well, and I pop out the shoe like a bat out of hell. I'm a hot, hot popper. Hot, hot popper. I got a $10 wristwatch on my wrist, $10,000 ring sitting on my fifth. Hot, hot popper. Hot, hot popper. Now, now, now.
1: I know how to get it. <laughs> well, I actually, uh, I think I, I pushed the wrong button there and that's actually hot, hot papa, papa. But you know, let's, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, hot, hot papa. Um, S- Steve Wilcox, I believe is on that song, isn't he?
4: Canadian, uh, kind of blues and rock and roll legend. You know, he, um, He's one of the greatest guitar players in the country, and uh, he's been a big hero of all of ours for a long time. And uh, for a period, we're uh, uh, label mates. He has had uh, records released on Stony Plain Records, which is our record label. And um, through our record label president and uh, and just meeting him a couple times, we, we got him to record with us on this album. And uh, we thought nothing better we could do then to record one of his great tunes so that's what we did and
5: uh man it
4: was a real pleasure to work with him and and just be part of the whole process
3: you know
1: well he is a he is a legend and for my american audience but most which is most of the audience except for all those people up in vancouver who call in and send me emails um Canada has quite a blues scene and it actually started in the fifties with Ronnie Hawkins and King Biscuit Roy. And in the seventies, uh, David Wilcox, uh, we just heard powder blues. Um, was that the music that you were raised with that Canadian blues?
4: You know, myself, not so much, but when I started learning about blues, those were certainly names that, uh, that, you know, I soon heard about and, and researched, but, uh, my personal introduction to blues music was through the uh the Blues Brothers movie, you know, and then from there I learned a lot about Chicago blues and did my homework and you know, then I started learning about Canadian artists like uh Downchild Blues Band is uh you know, they're directly related to the Blues Brothers. They were kind of the inspiration for that whole uh the act, the Blues Brothers. And they're from Toronto, which is not far from Ottawa and you know, they're kind of uh they're legends in, in our circle as well. And then out where we're There are legends at right everywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the eastern part of the country, um, Dutch Mason was a uh, was a real kind of pioneer of blues music in, in this part of the country. And uh, he toured all over Canada, and he was legendary himself. Everywhere, you can't play a place in eastern Canada and not have someone come tell you about their Dutch, Dutch Mason story. <laughs> so like he was pretty famous and infamous as well.
1: Okay, all right. Well, we're we're gonna play um, a, a little bit more of your. We're gonna play a lot more actually. Here's here's another one of your songs.
3: On my hot, hot
1: and that was some more of Hot, Hot Papa. It looks like we're not going to be able to, to hear Light It Up, but that's a reason for people to buy the album. So tell me, where do people buy the album so we, they can hear the mystery tune Light It Up?
4: Well, of course, they can go on iTunes. You know, all our albums are uh, available on iTunes. Uh, If they're looking for, like, a physical copy that they want to get in the mail, they can either contact our record label, Stony Plain Records, um, or they can contact us through our website, monkeyjunkband.com. I guess any other online retailers, you know, CD Baby or Amazon, uh, you know, everywhere, wherever you can... Get music, and uh, you can probably find our stuff. Um, yeah, or, or the best, right. you know, would be well, to come to see us play live, and we'll sign it for you.
1: Hey, how about that? Okay, well now you do have to come play at the Fox and the Hounds in in, uh, in Los Angeles, then, because that's the only way I'm going to get a signed copy. <laughs> all right? Good deal. Well,
4: uh, you, uh, Patrick, you help make that happen. We'll be there. I promise. Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll talk. All right, but uh, I wanted to ask that's you. About having Dave Wilcox uh, in the studio with you—is—is is that intimidating when you have one of your heroes and, and, and a guitar legend playing with you?
4: Um, you know, it—it it very well could be, but he was so laid back and kind of chilled out, and and very happy to be part of the process that it almost had the opposite effect. Like it really put us at ease because we were we were just so excited that he wanted to be. You know, we gave him the option of just. Um, recording his part you know at home or you know somewhere and just sending it back to us but he was pretty adamant that we actually recorded all together and and be you know at the studio together and and be part of the whole thing so um that was kind of a real nice compliment that uh for all of us you know so it i think that in itself kind of put us at ease because he was just so uh, he s- seemed to be having a great time and seemed to be excited to be there with us so that was uh pretty
1: special wow <laughs> i guess so uh we're talking with uh, steve mariner of the canadian band monkey junk and you can talk with them too you can call in at 347 215 or you can email us at music live at com. and we do have some emails coming in um billy okay. in san francisco wants to know if you ever played dr john songs
4: uh Never really with this band because we, we pretty much only play our own music except for like one or two covers uh very very sparsely, but we try just to play our own stuff. But uh I've been a big fan of Doctor John's music for a long time. Uh I especially like his most recent album produced by Dan Auerbach there, Locked Down. That was a, I thought that was a great record.
1: Okay, and uh, Sheena in Los Angeles apparently picking up on our conversation about uh, Fox and Hound says uh, you deserve to play a California tour. It's 75 degrees here and sunshine, and your music would fit right in. All right, well we'll talk about that. Virago well, that in Hollywood, sounds great. yeah, I'll bet it does. <laughs> uh, Virago in Hollywood wants to know what's a Juno Award? Is it like a Grammy? And what, which one of your songs won the award?
4: It it is very much like a uh, a Grammy. It's the National Music Award for Canada, you know, in in the same way the Grammys um, are the National Music Award of the States. Um, We won uh, the Blues Album of the Year in 2012, and uh, it was a great experience because each year the the awards are hosted in a different city, uh, unlike the Grammys, which are always in L.A., but uh, the, the Juno Awards travel to uh, a different Canadian city every year and the year that we won it was in our hometown of Ottawa so we got a lot of a uh, lot of attention because we were one of the only nominees from Ottawa and I'm pretty sure we were the only winner from Ottawa that year so we got lots of spotlight and uh, people uh, people were really supportive and uh, it was a great experience. Uh,
1: Mizell in Tampa tampa florida wants to know if you're eligible for the grammys because even though you're a canadian band i don't know the answer to that are you
4: we have we definitely are eligible we uh you know our record label submits our albums for grammy consideration and funny enough i just got a text from uh jumping johnny sansone last week from new orleans and he um i guess he's part of the grammys you know when um I don't know how that works but he when he uh gets a list of of albums uh from different artists and you vote for those artists to be shortlisted he voted for us so
1: you know that hey. that's one good vote in the bank anyway <laughs> Well, you know, L.A. is now beginning to, to crank up for the Grammys, even though they're not till uh, next early next year. There's um, a conference, Great. with you a convention? You probably know about it, Nam, the Nam convention.
4: Absolutely, yeah, in Anaheim, yeah. Yeah.
1: Great. yeah well. Uh, um, news sources music the music publication world is now beginning to do their countdown to nam and publishing stories and old interviews and talking to bands so i, I don't know, have you ever been in la during the grammys no
4: i never have in fact i've oh, only it's... been once in my life um so
1: okay we well really, it's like party to, city we
4: really like to come for a visit sometime
1: well do it during the grammys every major uh venue is booked there are pre-Grammy parties going on for weeks in advance. There are other awards wow. that lead up to it. And, of course, 90,000 people go to NAMM, and NAMM locks down five hotels and all, of, and all the venues in Orange County, and then it also produces concerts in L.A. leading up to the Grammy. So it, it's quite a scene. You should, so I, I hope that uh, you get a nomination. That would be great. Now, I want to ask you about something else. Um, it Please. seems like that the band has some Star Trek connections. You've got comments by William Shatner and Bruce Greenwood on your site. Are they just <laughs> random or do you sort of boldly go where no band has ever gone before?
4: <laughs> That's a pretty good question. Um well, <laughs> I'll answer in, in several parts. Uh first and foremost, when I was a kid, I was a you know, embarrassingly large Star Trek fan. And <laughs> uh you know, I We'll leave it at that. But um, the Shatner connection is that he was the host of the Juno Awards uh, the year that we won. So when we appeared on the national broadcast to give out an award, he introduced us. And, uh, you know, they called us the Sultans of Swamp. And so that was pretty cool. And um, okay. and Bruce Greenwood, actually, as it turns out, we were um, – Someone brought it to our attention. He was interviewed by the CBC, which is like the NPR of Canada. Right. And um, there was a segment where they're asking him about some of his favorite bands, and uh, he mentioned us. Uh, so that was a nice surprise. And, um, you know, it's kind of nice to know that uh, that we have. He's a Canadian actor, of course. So um, yeah. it, it was nice to have that kind of. Uh, a guy like that spread the word about our band
1: well you are boldly going where no band has gone before so uh good well, we're that. trying
4: to anyway you know we're trying <laughs> to, you know we're trying to make original music as best we can you know and we have many different influences that range from you know muddy waters to you know the meters yeah. zeppelin Everything in between, you know, uh, all kinds of rock and roll influences, all kinds of funk and soul, and and blues, of course. So we just, um, it just kind of bounces around in our heads and comes out, however it will, and uh, and that's what we do.
1: Comes out pretty damn good. Now I I want to go from outer space uh, with Star Trek to time travel, and specifically to the song "Lucky." Which was on your earlier album, Tiger in the Tank, and then it's also on the most recent album. And I'm going to play a bit of both, so okay. folks can hear how you've evolved. Now, first of all, I want to play the the version that that came out on uh, uh, Tiger in in the, in the Tank. This is Lucky. <laughs> That was the uh, the original version of Lucky One. Now let's play the the new version of Lucky One, and this is on the current album, Moon Turn Red. That was the the most recent version, and just let me say right away that that's a great song. I really love that song, and that's why I wanted to to do this. So I hear lots of differences there, but why don't you tell us how you updated the song and why you updated the song?
4: Okay. Well, see, um, Tiger in Your Tank was originally released in 2009. Uh, we released it independently, and then it was licensed by Viztone Records for three years. And at the end, uh, at the end of the licensing period, we were now with Stony Plain Records, and we gave them the option of re-releasing it so that they would have the entire catalog. And we thought that if we were going to do that, it would make sense to add a bonus track or two, for to give people a reason to buy it again. So. The lucky one was, was one of those songs that was written and recorded fairly quickly. And, um, it just became kind of a, an asterisk on the re-release, you know, like an, an extra song. Um, so when we were writing for this new record, we had written pretty much all the songs and then we still wanted to have another one. And we thought, you know, maybe Lucky One maybe didn't get the attention that it deserved because it was kind of an afterthought on the re-release of an old record. So we thought we would just give it a bit more of a, just a bit of an update. And we, we listened to it a bunch of times and we tried it out a bunch of different ways. And ultimately we thought, if you notice, in the newer version, uh, there isn't a solo in the middle we lead instead with the, uh, whats it's kind of a hook, you know, it's like a, yeah. a guitar part that Tony and I double up, and um, we kind of sped it up a little more, and as it turns out, it ends up sounding kind of a bit more surfy, I think, and just,
5: mm-hmm.
4: well, and the proof's in the pudding, when we would play it live before, you know, people may or may not have danced, but now when we play it live, pretty much everybody dances, so that's, <laughs> you know...
1: That's just the new version seems to win. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned dancing because uh, when I was preparing for the interview yesterday and I had all the right music in front of me, Uh hear that over <laughs> there. Uh, I was listening to, to light it up. Um, I thought, wow, this is a great piece of dance music. When you play, is how people get up and dance one of the ways you assess how well you're doing?
4: Yes and no. Um, we play in a multitude of venues, you know, different types. And we end up playing a lot of theaters and performing arts centers that are, you know, soft theaters. So there isn't exactly room for people to get up and get down, as it were. Um, so <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that. We can't really expect people to just start dancing in the rows. Although it has happened, you know, it has happened where the ushers have become overwhelmed with dancing patrons so (laughs) that that is always a nice feeling um but you know um it depends you know um who you're playing for and and the the setting you know we've definitely played lots of kind of saturday night or friday night places uh where people get up and and dance from the from the first note to the end of the the show you know and sometimes we play places where people are more interested in just listening, and they're still engaged, but but you know with their minds mm. and less with their feet, mm. and that's all right too, as long as we have their attention, you know that's <laughs> uh, that's fine. But um, I, generally, people dance. I mean,
1: yeah, that's, that okay. seems to
4: be a, a common theme.
1: I was um, I was at the the El Rey Theater Monday uh, to see the Walcotts, and the place was sold out, packed. And it's standing room. It's, it's, it's standing room. And the Walcotts were, this was way beyond 4-4-Time. I mean, they were really rocking. And you could cool. tell that, that people wanted to dance, but they couldn't because, you know, they were shoulder to shoulder. So it seemed like the whole room was kind of swaying back and forth to the music.
4: Oh, yeah, right and, on.
1: And I imagine that, that, that that's a great feeling for, for when you realize that when you're up on the stage.
4: Hey man, it's the it's the greatest feeling, you know, when uh when
1: people yeah, okay.
4: losing people, uh, physically or emotionally or uh anyway. we can...
1: I, think, I I think we're beginning to, have to to lose you a little bit. Don't move around,
3: right? Oh yeah, you having trouble?
1: Yeah. So can you stay, hear me stay now? put. Yeah, okay. That's yes, better. Sir. Okay, um, I'm going to. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the experience of the band. I know that Tony D opened for Stevie Ray Vaughn at one point. Uh, I know that he you did. were on stage with, with Big Sugar and you toured with Harry Manx, who, who blends Indian music with in Mississippi blues. He's a really interesting guy. Did, um, uh, we've only got a few minutes left, but real quickly, did Manx's sure. style affect your style at all?
4: Um, absolutely. You know, before I, I toured with Harry, I was playing mostly traditional blues, you know? Uh, but when I started touring with Harry, I've always been a big fan of his music before I I performed with him. But, um, having to learn a lot of those Indian scales and become familiar with that music, uh, certainly opened my, uh, opened my eyes and ears to different possibilities on the harmonica. Um, and, different uh, different sounds I could make and uh, just generally broaden my musical palette, I would say. Um, oh, it was a great is- experience touring with Harry. I learned a lot.
1: Well I want to play a little bit of uh, another kind of musical experience. So this is uh, this is so your reggae. This is love attack.
3: All right. this world has got me down this world I, I wanted to
1: play that just so people could, could see that you do more than swamp rock and blues. You also throw some reggae in and some uh, some other things. Now, you've said that this album, Moon Turn Red, pushes boundaries real quickly. we got about two minutes left what's the boundary that you're pushing with this album
4: come up through the blues scene there's sometimes this pressure to carry a torch for the blues and you know that's not something that we ever asked for uh we love blues music it's a big part of what we do but we're not on some quest to uh to keep it a certain way we're just on a quest to you know, push ourselves and our, our own limits and explore different musical possibilities. That's what we need.
1: Okay. Well, it, it certainly does that. Uh, we are out of time now. because There's a boundary we can't cross, and that's the one the clock uh, has up there. So before you leave, once again, tell everybody where they can get your music and how they can best follow the, the travels of your band. Absolutely. Uh,
4: monkeyjunkband.com is our website. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter account, we have an Instagram account, basically any social media, you can find us if you look for us. Uh, you can buy our music from any online retailer, uh, iTunes, CD Baby, uh, M- Amazon, etc. You can order it off our website, monkeyjunkband.com, you can order it from our record labels website, Uh That's about it. You, okay, you can
1: we'll find s- us. S- well, Steve Mariner of Monkey Junk, I really appreciate you guys pulling over to the side of the road and getting on the cell phone for us. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed. it. Come to California. We're all sunshine here, and we would love to see you play live, okay?
4: We're, we're working on it, Patrick. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you. All right. We have to take a break now. When we return, the Strands, so don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. This is wonderful music and two really fascinating women. Stay tuned.
2: Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net.
1: We're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm back here, and um, I want to want to let everybody know. Just remind everybody that that was uh, Steve Mariner of Monkey Junk, uh, and, and also want to let everybody know that uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. And I want to apologize to all the people who emailed in the last 30 seconds here. Uh, We'll forward your emails on to uh, Steve at uh, Monkey Junk. Uh, Very quickly, I want to talk just for a second about our great sponsor. Solar Power, as you know, is a win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront cost. With SolarCity, you can go solar for zero upfront cost and approved credit. Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you pay for less of it because the sun is making it for you. Solar City pays for the system, it ensures the system, it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about it? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to give you a phone number. And that phone number is 909 618 6937. 909 618 6937. Tell them I sent you, you'll get a discount. Okay, that's Solar City. Well, I recently had lunch with two members of the Strands. Pianist and songwriter Susan Ferrari and lead singer Amanda Campbell. Now, the band is based in the west side of Los Angeles near our California studio, so I jumped at the chance to actually meet two of the artists who will be on the show. You know, so many people come on the show, and I never really get to meet them. So this was a great opportunity. Well, not only was I rewarded with great food and conversation, but I learned some wonderful and strange things about the band, which we may talk about. But more importantly... I. I think I learned a tiny bit of insight into how the strands create a sound that is, I don't know, cinematic. It, it, it enters your ears and it creates a special mood and place and time in your mind. Uh, it, it's it, it's unique. What the music of the strands can do is ap- is uncanny. Part of that is the exquisite songwriting of uh, S- Suzanne Ferrari, and part of it is the voice and. I don't know how to say it, but the musical attitude of the front woman, Amanda Campbell, uh, and, of course, part of it is also the all-star group of players and producers that have come together to create a, a, a kind of a visual music that, that's sort of like nothing else. So the word often used is genre-defying, but it's much more than that. Uh, Amanda Campbell and Suzanne Ferrari are here, and they can tell us about what the much more part is. Amanda and Susan, welcome to Music Friday Live.
6: Thank you for having
1: Thank us. Thank you. Uh, real quickly, <laughs> glad to be here. You, Oh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, real quickly, why don't you say your name separately so our audience can tell you apart? Amanda, you go first.
6: Hi, I'm Amanda Campbell. And Susan? Hi, I'm Susan Ferrari.
1: Okay, well, we can tell the difference uh, fairly fairly well there. Uh, now, you recently. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's the one with the English accent. Um, yeah. <laughs> Now you recently released uh your EP The Strands which I think is actually a creative masterpiece. You you've managed to create an almost monotone world of white and grays but then there's this telling stream of color that floats through it. Was that difficult to get something so carefully drawn right or does it just flow out? I'll let you I I think that, that one, just <laughs> The way
7: you're describing it is is um, is new to me, but I, I like it. <laughs> I like the fact that you're using colors to describe the music.
1: Which means it just flowed out, or did you guys have to sit down and really work on it hard?
7: Well, we did have to work on it, for sure. But it, it just, I mean, the way it came out, we didn't have any preconceived notion. It's just, It's just what happened.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, well, now that, that that I've prepared our audience, sort of sensitized them uh, to listen carefully, uh, this is uh, Love is on the Line. Hi.
0: If I could tell you if words I could find tening to treat me unkind because
1: We lost Susan. Hopefully she's gonna call back in. Uh but let me just say that, that that song sticks in my head. Here she is. She's she she's back. Uh sorry Susan, didn't know what uh where you went, but you're back. Hooray. I was saying that I'm back. That's...
7: I it just said thank you for using Blog Talk Radio and hung up on me, so <laughs> I called back. <laughs> I kinda of thought maybe you just didn't want to talk to me anymore. No, 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 no,
1: not at all, not at all. Uh, now I have to, to now I have to, to beat my my producer with the wet noodle for giving me the wrong song, and now I have oh. to, to, to yell at my syndicator for, for getting rid of my guests. It's going to be a rough afternoon, uh, but fortunately, I've got a song that sticks in my head, and when I listen so to that, so you were
7: playing Love Is on the Line.
1: I am. Well, you you knew what song sticks in my head. Um, <laughs> it it makes me feel like I'm in a warm bar, uh, possibly in London. Mm. Looking out through a rain-streaked window, it it, it kind of generates deja vu and thoughtful, not quite melancholy, but possibly nostalgic for better times. It's got some lines in it. Um, I don't want charity. I don't want to give you all I've got. Maybe some charity, babe. It would mean a lot. And then you shift to, because I'm not a fool, I know what's fine when love is on the line. That, that's really wonderful. Could you tell us what's going on there, Susan?
7: Uh, actually, you know, uh, it's funny because it kind of was probably uh, that sort of mood of a rainy February when I wrote it. But I was here, and I actually had the flu, and I was lying in bed. And all of that, all of those lines just sort of came to me. And then I just got up and sat at the piano and wrote the song really quickly. Um, and I was playing the piano part, and my husband said it sounded like a funeral march. So I put in the middle thing to make it sound like Chopin. And so it's definitely a classic style. It's got a very traditional form, and when people hear it, they think it it sounds like a classic soul song, I guess. So that's probably why you respond that way.
1: Okay. Well, I'm not not sure I want to advise all my other songwriter friends they should get the flu to, uh, to write <laughs> that beautiful music, but it worked. Now, Amanda, when you when you first saw the music and the lyrics for "Love Is on the Line." What did you think about how to pitch it the way you did, the, the, the tempo and the piano accents and the whole feel of your voice in that?
6: Well, Susan always plays it for me, and she sings it for me, and I just, you know, I usually just fall in love right there and then. And uh, I read the lyrics, and I and I always relate to them. There's always a nugget in there. Um, for me, it is the line, you know, I don't want charity. I just need some clarity. And you know, I think we all feel sometimes like love is on the line sometimes. And it just, it spoke to me and I don't think, how am I going to sing this? I never think that I always think, what is the story? What does it mean to me? And then I just close my eyes and I let whatever takes me over, take me over. It's like almost I leave and the song comes out. And, um, you know, this song, Susan said, Oh, you're really going to get your teeth stuck into this one. You're going to love this one. And, um, and, I, and she was right. It just—I knew what to do with it. I—I I don't try to think about it too much. I never think, "Oh, I'm going to push here or pull back there." I—I I just think I know what it's about, and I just run with that.
1: Well, it ser- certainly seems to work well. Uh, yeah. And I—and I, and I want to give a, my audience another example. This—and this is the—the—the uh, the, the, the first song on the EP, and it's never a dull moment. Again, on on that song, uh, you two have combined writing and arrangement and delivery to create a very impressionistic picture of our lives. Um, Lines like, there's never a dull moment when there isn't something to do. I mean, we all understand that. We're all way way too busy. We all have those days. But then you give us those lines, sweet smell in the afternoon and all your life and all your loves in bloom. Now, Now, that sounds like a Relaxed, joyful moment away from the phone and the street. Uh, are you bringing two different facets of life together in a song, or am I being way too literal and not poetic enough?
7: No, I think you're absolutely right. I think this song is much more complex in a way structurally than Love is on the Line. And it, it's kind of become one of our signature, signature songs because it's, it is that paradox of, you know, there's so much going on and yet you're in this. This moody place, you know, and I, and I think that this this song really is a a whole band effort. Everybody had a lot of input into how that went together.
1: We are talking with Amanda Campbell and Susan Ferrari of the group The Strands, and you can talk with them at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. And some of you already are. Uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Why don't I why don't I give you a shoot a couple of these emails at you real quick? Uh, this is from Lawrence in Hermosa Beach, and Lawrence says Susan talks about music structure. Is she classically trained?
7: Uh, yes, Lawrence, you figured that out. <laughs> I am. And I do think, I do love the song form, and I do think in terms of form when I'm, well, I mean, I think, I, I, I write just ha- as it comes, but I do I do think about song form and structure.
1: Good. Very sharp of you uh, listening there, Lawrence. Uh, Roxy in New York City says, uh, where did the name come from? You know there's another band called The Strands.
6: I'll tackle that one. Yeah, there's actually quite a few bands called The Strands, but um, we're five members now, and four of us live on Strand Street, and so it was just a natural. <laughs> and uh, we, we're trying to. We've got to convince Susan to move to Strand Street, or she she'll have to rent a room in our house or something. But it's uh, it just was it was somewhere where we the band formed, and we play here, and we rehearse here, and we we're friends, and we hang out here a lot. So it was just a natural name.
1: Okay, and that was one of the strange and wonderful things I learned, that four of the five members of the band uh, live on Strand Street. Um, Ramesh in Oakland wants to know if Susan plays a grand piano, or does she play an electric pl- piano, or does she go on stage with a whole bunch of pianos? Uh,
7: on stage I use a Nord. 88 key digital piano. Unless there's a grand piano on stage, I prefer a grand piano. I like it, but I have every different kind of piano in my life, <laughs> and <laughs> and synthesizer. I have upright pianos. I have grand pianos. I, you know, I just I've kind of collected them. So
1: it sounds like your house is a is a piano museum.
7: Yeah, I mean it. It, it does take up a lot of room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I wanna I wanna play. Uh, we've been playing songs that that you wrote, uh, Susan. So I, I wanna play a song that I think the two of you wrote. This is a uh, stop and turn. Stop and turn in the
0: wind and the rain, as in the darkness. This world gone insane Trouble on my left Trouble on my right Standing in the middle Of this dangerous night Sky is Sinful messages have my window seat. Need something to guide me for the families and the place on the road in a city
1: of pain. Now that was a song the two of you wrote together. Um uh, how did you do it?
7: Do you want me I to did, take that, Amanda? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Well, I think I started the song, but it it had a completely different feel. I had the lyrics which are very serious, and then I had this song that sort of sounded like Duffy Mercy. And I I was on the East Coast, Amanda was on the West Coast. I skyped with her and she's like, "Well, that doesn't seem to go." <laughs> <laughs> so, that's when we started working on how it was going to sound, and that's when, you know, she we When I finally got back to the West Coast, I think we put it all together. At least that's how I remember. Amanda might have a different thought on that.
6: Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I remember it was called Twist and Turn, or something different and turn, and we changed it to Stop and Turn. No,
7: Toss and Turn, but you told toss me that's turn. not a that's good right. thing in British lingo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to use that word. Um, and I love
6: that song. And, and actually, I think that's one of the first original songs that we learned as a band. That was the first song, Strand song that we did, and uh, I, yeah, I, lo- I, I love so. that. Yeah, love that song, and I never get tired of, of singing it.
1: All right, I, you know I never get tired of listening to it. I want to now that you've explained it a little bit. I want to give my audience just a little a little taste of it again. We're going to play just a little bit more of "Stop and Turn" because it's so beautiful.
0: Stop and turn. In the wind and the rain, ask in the darkness, has this world gone insane? Travel on my legs.
1: Okay, we well, that was stop a turn and we have Huda on the line. She has a question for you. Huda
2: Yeah, hello. Uh yes, this is Huda from California. Hi. And
1: I um hello.
2: I just wanna say thank you so much for this amazing music and uh the beautiful voice when um, I listen to the strand and uh, particularly to Amanda Campbell, I'm in a trend. So I'm just wondering if you have any plans to have other different genres that are going to be added or like, you know, some other other uh, type of uh, twist to the um, music that you have and then um, I would like to know if you're going to advertise your list of appearances, um, you know, in, in the area or, or otherwise. But I just want to say thank you so much for pleasing our ears with this, um, you know, amazing voice and wonderful music that you write. Well, thank, thank you. you.
7: Thank that, you so much. Uh,
6: I, think, I think we just... We never really thought about what genre or what should we sound like. We're just doing something that comes naturally. And, mm-hmm. you know, some songs we write are, are pop, some are jazz, some are blues, some are really, you know, it is genre-defying. And so we never think about, oh, let's try to But the I think we are evolving.
7: Or, we yeah, are evolving yeah, we into are. different. We definitely are always wanting to, like, take it further. So I think it will sound different. The next The next album that we do will sound different. Yeah, is, I think
1: for is sure. Um, South, yeah. Who is down in the South Bay? Uh, why don't you so she can come up to your shows? Why don't real quickly you, you tell her uh, about the shows that are coming up and where she can uh, f- uh, track you?
6: Yeah, our next show is Saturday, November twenty eighth at Room Five in Hollywood. That's at one four three North La Brea, and the next show after that is Tuesday, December the twenty ninth at Harvell's on Fourth Street in Santa Monica. Um, after that we'll be in the in the in the um oakland area and after that we're n- not quite sure what's what's happening but uh, we will be playing and you can always find us um on bands in town you can find us on facebook the strands official and um also on twitter at the strands1
1: and Huda, if, if you want to if you want to suggest a place in in the South Bay where you are for them, uh send an email t- uh to to me here at Music Friday Live and I will forward it on to them and uh who knows, maybe they'll come into your neighborhood. And thank you so much for for calling and thank you so much for all the wonderful things you said. Okay,
2: it's my pleasure. I thank you
1: uh we're gonna we're getting a little tight on time here, but um I do have enough time to play one more song, and this is a song that uh well, why don't I just play it? this is a song that I really love this is feeling it. listen to that song i i am feeling it that song has mm, a sway to it you and, and amanda you, you you bring kind of a bit of belt into it i, I love the lines too. uh move to the music playing in the band doing it together ain't life grand so is it true just is playing in a band make for a grand life
6: yeah i mean it's just something i always say you know i I'm doing something I love with people I love and and um, that song is really a, a, about that. It's it, it when I wrote it, I, and it came to mean that to me, I think sometimes a song changes what it means to you, but when I wrote it, it was sort of just a really about my my evolution of just growing up and changing and you know being someone that was running away from problems, someone that was ready to confront problems and stay and figure things out. And um and, and, and you know, and being in the band with my husband is, is is really wonderful. Being in the band with my friend Susan is wonderful, and my friend and neighbor Richard and our friend Lutz. It's just a joyous thing, and it's always fun when we get together. And that song's really just a, about all of that.
1: Well, I agree with you. Being in a band is grand, and even in talking uh, to bands makes life grand. Uh, we've got uh, some more emails here, and uh, uh, Ronnie in L.A. brought up something I was going to bring up. If he didn't, he said uh patrick mentioned strange and wonderful things he learned about you what are some of the other strange and wonderful things want to tell them about the animals
6: um yeah i you know in lieu of children i opted to have animals i have uh three dogs a cat and four chickens and we're in santa monica so we're pretty typical i think (laughs) um hippies um yeah, and you know, it's old cars, it's an old house, it's it's a real. We've got our vegetable garden. We're like the good life, you know. Um, trying to uh, be off the grid with solar. Yeah, we're 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 very uh, very typical Santa Monica, I think.
1: Uh, do the At dogs chase the chickens? Santa
6: Monica. No, the they chase? don't. No, no <laughs> they don't. No, no, they're, they're they're separated, but they don't. But the chickens are wonderful. They make a lovely clucking sound in the morning, and the eggs are lovely.
1: Okay, all right. Well, that was one of the strange and wonderful things I learned. One of the other strange and wonderful things I learned is about the two vehicles parked in front of your house. Do you want to tell us about those?
6: Yeah, uh, well, my husband, um, you know, we love old things, and um, he has a 54 Chevy and a 47 Plymouth and a 69 Squareback, and they're, they're his daily runners. He runs around, you know, every day. So, yeah, our house is a work in progress for sure. It's um, old, old, dismantled things all over the place.
1: Uh, maybe that accounts for some of the the feel of your music. I
5: don't know about that. Well, I definitely think it does. Yeah, it it
7: does.
1: (laughs) Did I hear another comment there from you, Susan?
7: Yeah, I was going to say, I moved here from the East Coast, and I remember I went to meet everybody to, to audition for a band that Amanda and I were in before this band, and i just was like really charmed by the whole environment i think the environment has been very inspirational for me to write write the songs and maybe that's why they come out that way
1: well they certainly do and and speaking of the fact uh, speaking of your comment about you were auditioning for a band that you were in before this one the two of you had kind of very different uh, musical development uh, susan i understand that that you learned uh, music from your grandmother, and your whole life has been pointed towards music. And Susan, um, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, but but you didn't really get into music until a karaoke party a few years ago. Is that correct?
6: Yeah, I'd always been terribly into music. I'd always collected music and loved music, and my parents always played music, but I, I didn't know that I could sing. And I always wanted to be a singer. It was like what could if you could be anything in the world, what would you want to be? I'd want to be a singer but I had no idea that I could sing. And um so when I, I discovered I could sing about ten years ago there was there was no stopping me. I was I was I was they they let the cat out of the bag and that was it. Um so I came to it pretty late although I you know, I'm a huge music fan and um but I, I mean I just I just love Singing. It just takes me out of myself, and I just really think it's what I was put here to do.
1: <laughs> and, and we know that Susan uh, loves writing lyrics because she she just told us that she writes lyrics when she's uh, at, laying in her sick bed with the flu. So, <laughs> <laughs> right,
5: now, yeah, um, yeah, and I am
6: um,
7: writing lyrics too. <laughs> Not just um, when I'm sick, but a lot of times when you're lying in bed. <laughs> We
1: won't i don't there. like okay. to
7: get up early in the morning all
1: right. Well, m- yeah. most musicians don't all right um, <laughs> now you, we, you mentioned you have a couple of concerts coming up uh, november 28th at the wonderful room five lounge in la which is right above the mouthy restaurant which is legendary uh, and then you'll be at the, the also legendary harvell's in santa monica on december 29th uh, which is a which has seen many, many music great. So, congratulations on that. Now, I know you like to joke that um, wherever you play, the club shuts down not too long after. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, we happen. have had that
7: experience. <laughs> I,
1: I know. The the, uh, the House of Blues and the Wits End, right? Yes,
7: yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, but, I'm but a I don't think on the and talking the talking
6: stick. stick,
1: yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's, well, I don't think we have to worry about these. But I, I know you've got some opinions, um, um, Amanda, about the pay-to-play policies of some clubs in L.A., and I just wondered, have you ever thought about busing your fans to a gig?
6: Yes, we've we done have. that. We used to do that at the House of Blues. I used to rent a, a van and take all our friends up there um, so they didn't have to park and they could drink. So we, we do do that. Um, and, you know, for our gig at... Um, at room 5 we will be we will all be carpooling with our friends and our fans that all you know most of our fans are on the west side so because that's mostly where we've played so we do we do that yeah
1: well that tells me that um if you're going to bring all of your fans uh to room 5 it's going to sell out so let me just tell everybody listening in southern california you want to be there so get your tickets online in advance. Well, unfortunately, I'm being told that we are out of time here. And uh, and like I said, life is grand when you're talking to musicians, and sometimes we just have a little too much fun. So I want to say thank you so much for being with us today. This is great. I will see you at Room 5. You don't have to drive me. I'll get there on my own. But uh, <laughs> uh, I recommend everybody else get their tickets in advance. Thank both of you. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. you.
6: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Patrick.
1: Bye-bye now. You've been Uh, listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Barlevin. Our intern, who's been on vacation this week, is Angeline Serrano. Please come back, Angeline. I need you. Um, download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com. You can also find us on iTunes. We are off for Thanksgiving. Next Friday, we won't be on the air, but you can still get your your Music Friday fixed with the Music Friday Live podcast from... Uh, Blog Talk Radio, or on iTunes. And we'll be back the following week with more music, so check our Twitter stream, our Facebook book, and we'll update you. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. Bye.